Well, let's see what the Lord will say to us on Father's Day and to all of the staff that have been working. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor uh, Elder Payton. Amen. Patton and to uh, Sister Judy, bless you, woman of God. Dr. McAllister and to all the staff that have been working. Are you ready for a word from the Lord? Get your Bibles. It's Father's Day, but the house of the Lord never leaves without a word from God. Amen, somebody. I want to share with you on behalf of Father's Day. I was blessed to have a wonderful father that was married to my mother for 54 years. Had a wonderful ministry and family life. They came um, from East Texas to Silicon Valley looking for a better way of life. My daddy promised our family that I never wanted you to know how we had to suffer. So I worked extra hard before I died to make sure every one of my nine children were a homeowner. You will not rent from anybody, but you will own. Amen, somebody. You need to go to that homeowner's program in a few weeks, amen, and try to find out how you can own. Amen. Tell somebody it's time to own. It's time to own. He taught me what it was to be a man of responsibility, a man of dignity and integrity, and to take care of your children. Just hold the music for a moment. I need to talk about that. Stop trying to hide under the table from paying your child support. Take care of your children. If I had to pay mine, you got to pay yours. Oh, y'all ain't going to like me up in here today. You might not be home with them, but you ought to send something like you live there. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me here today. If you're going to be saved, you can't be saved and be no deadbeat daddy. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me up in here. You and her might not have got along, but those children shouldn't have to pay for what you and your baby mama had an issue with. Oh, ought to be some women in here saying amen. See, women may take care of them in the home, but they can't be no daddy. I don't care what a woman say, I'm both. You ain't both, you just want. You only can you do, do your job, and daddy needs to find his way back to them children and be a daddy to them boys and a daddy to them girls. Amen, somebody. Not only do the boys need a daddy, the girls need a daddy. Amen, somebody. But I'm trying to encourage you the importance in this day and time of fatherhood. Amen, somebody. Amen. You just don't want to be a baby's daddy. Amen, somebody. To a baby's mama. Amen. But you need to find yourself present in their lives. We won't have as many young men on the streets as we do. It's up our men would go back home. Amen, somebody. 71% of our African-American families are being led by women because our men are not at home. Men, it's time to go home. Amen. I said it's time to go back home. Don't ever think that grass is greener on the other side. It is not greener. You turn it over, it's brown. Hello, somebody. Amen. And stop trying to have two and three and four. How you got four and five, baby mamas? Y'all ain't going to help me here today. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm doing my best to take care of one. And you trying to have a girlfriend on the side and all this kind of stuff. Amen. Four and five. One's happy. One's sad. One's mad. One's angry. And you're trying to keep up with all of that. The devil is a liar. Tell somebody just one, just one, just one. 
Let's go to the word of the Lord. What really makes you a great man is when you become a godly man. A real woman wants a man that can help lead her. And a real woman ought to want a man to lead you. Real men ain't going to have no woman controlling them, telling them what to do. You can ask, but you can't tell me what to do. Real men run their house. Oh, but you ain't going to help me here today. I said real men run their house. And a submissive loving wife that has a man that loves her don't mind submitting to a godly man that can lead her to where God wants them to be. She's not obligating to follow you when the devil is in you and you're acting up and crazy. Y'all ain't going to help me here today. I might as well go on to where God wants me to preach. Genesis chapter 22. I want to share just two passages of scripture and I'm going to, uh, we're going to be on our way as Father's Day. Bless you again, Dad, and to this ministry. Genesis chapter 22, just two verses, verses 7 and 8. It's the story of Abraham and Isaac, a father and a son. The father hears from the Lord in the beginning part of chapter 22, and the Lord speaks to Abraham and tells him, I want you to meet me on the mountain and sacrifice me your only son. Abraham continues and hears the voice of the Lord and begins to get uh, some armor bearers and gets his son. They begin to make toward that way. And uh, the Bible declared that he stood a distance away and seen the destination where God wanted him to be. And uh, he tells the men that were with him, you all stay here. Me and my son are going to go further, but we're going to come back. They make their way. He has the wood and the fire. Amen. He has what's needed. And as they begin to make their way up the mountain, verse number 7, the son says, Dad, I see the wood and I see the fire, but where is the sacrifice? Verse number 8, the father replies and says, Well, son, God's going to provide. Mm, Y'all ain't going to help me here today. I come to let somebody know today, God's going to make a way out of no way. Just look at somebody next to you and tell them, God is going to make a way out of no way. Oh, anybody got some faith in here? Any believers in here? Oh, look at somebody and tell them whatever you need. God's going to make a way out of no way. Glory to God, we come to church because we believe God. Mm -hmm. We don't come to church uh, just to sing in the choir or to hear great music or just to be in the crowd. But I come to church because of my faith in God. We've got to learn from Genesis chapter 22, the father of faith story. And the father of faith, Abraham, did not just begin in chapter 22, but it began way 
before Isaac was born, his home was visited by some godly angels that came to him and his wife and told him that the hand of God is going to rest upon you and you're going to have a son, a son of the promise. Y'all can't help me here today. Oh, he is the man we call the father of faith. Mm -hmm. Somebody shout the father of faith. And even though he doubted at one time, it was counted unto him as righteousness. For the Bible declares in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God, but was fully persuaded and strong in faith, knowing that the one that promised him was able. Not only able, but fully able to provide what was spoken. I want you to understand today the importance of your faith in God. If we ever needed to walk fully assured in our faith is right now. We're in the midst of dangerous times. We're in the midst of trouble and warfare. We are in the midst that we don't know what's going to happen from day to day. Capitol Hill is crazy. State legislation is crazy. Your city is crazy. Your children are crazy. The church is going upside down. Y'all can't hear me here today. But somebody's got to have some faith in God. That says no matter what happens, I'm going to stand on the promises of God. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, I'm going to stand and wait and see what God's going to say. I wish I had a preaching church in here today. It's important for the saints of God to come to church believing God. I know you got tears in your eye. I know your heart is broken. I know you're dealing with trouble and pain. But you got to still believe God. You got to come to church in spite of your pain. In spite of your brokenness. In spite of what's happening around you. You got to be able to be like Abraham and keep your eyes right on. Preacher, what do you want to say to us about God making a way? I want you to understand today the importance of sensitive eyes and sensitive ears and sensitive hearts. It's an important church of God that the people of God, I'm not just talking about the church of God in Christ. The house of faith is bigger than church of God in Christ. The house of faith is bigger than the denomination. The house of faith is a people y'all can't help me preaching here today the house of God the household of faith is a born uh, uh, again believer that has asked God to forgive them of sin and you've accepted what he did on the cross of Calvary and now you are a born again believer tell somebody I'm born again I'm born again it's important that the people of God are strong in faith. Mm -hmm. uh, strong in faith mm -hmm. uh, it, it does not mean you have a whole lot. See, there's a difference in a whole lot and strong in. Y'all can't help me here today. Uh, uh, there's a difference in a whole lot and strong in. You, you can have a whole lot of stuff that's imitation. But it's still limitation. Y'all can't help me here today. Uh, there's a difference between pure extract. Y'all ain't going to help me here today. 
See, pure extract, you don't need a whole lot. A little dab will do you. Y'all can't help me here today. Uh, you have to understand that in faith in God, you don't need a whole lot. You just need to operate in what you have. The problem with the church today is that we claim to have faith, but we will not operate in what we say we have. And because we won't operate in what we have, we end up with a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. Y'all can't help me here today. And so Abraham declares to us in Genesis chapter 22, amen, that we need to have keen eyes and keen ears and keen hearts. Y'all can't help me here to say, because God is at work. Tell somebody God's at work. Mm -hmm. oh, Jeremiah 29 and 11 declares, I know the thoughts that I think towards you and the thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. You need to understand God is at work in all of our lives. It has nothing to do with you or me. It has nothing to do with man but it has to do with what who God called us to be. He said before oh, you got here I formed you. In your mother's womb I knew you. My hand was upon you. Y'all can't help me here today because I had a plan and a purpose for you. Tell somebody God has a plan. He has a plan. And with that plan, you need to have an eye to see it, an ear to hear it, and a heart to receive it. Somebody shout eyes, my ears, and my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, Abraham said, Lord, yes, I hear what you're saying. Uh, what you understand about the story is that Abraham did not question God. Mm -hmm. Abraham just got up and started moving. Uh, it's because God had already started something way before then. Uh, and you have to understand today, those of you who are in the church, God has been at work in your life. Uh, and all God wants you to do is tap in to what he's already started. Uh, oh, he that's begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is at work in your life. That's why the bullet didn't kill you. God was at work in your life. That's why cancer didn't take you out. God was at work in your life. That's why the lies didn't discourage you. God was at work in your life. That's why you were able to take a licking and keep on ticking. God work was at work. God was at work. God was at work in your pain and in your struggle, in your weariness and your tiredness. God was at work. Y'all can't help me here today. And everything you went through, you made it because God was at work. Somebody shout, the Lord's at work, the Lord's at work. And so Abraham, knowing that God was at work, got his son. We oftentimes talk about Abraham. We don't ever mention how the son felt. The son was well of age to understand what a sacrifice was all about. Daddy got his hand, took him up the mountain. Where are we going, Daddy? We're going to give a sacrifice. 12 years old, Isaac was resemblance of Jesus Christ as a child, the sacrificial lamb. But Abraham and Isaac go up this hill and nobody talks about how Isaac fell. Daddy, I see the wood. Daddy, I see the fire. Oh, but when we trust in our heavenly father, 
We don't have to worry about the outcome. Abraham and Isaac are the resemblance of the Father God and his children. And when the Father God is in control of your life, you don't have to worry about what the outcome is going to be. Many of us in church, we wonder about our circumstances of our time and we wonder about our trials and tribulation and we wonder, Lord, what is the outcome going to be? Oh, but you forgot about the covenant. The covenant of God is that we trust him no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. And he has given us his word. He'll take care of us. Somebody said, I got his word. I got his word. And so Isaac asks his daddy, where is the sacrifice? The daddy says, God's going to provide it. He gets his son, lays him on the altar. Nobody talks about whether or not Isaac was just laying there. Was he kicking and screaming? Y'all can't help me here today. Oh, but uh, all we know is that Isaac is laying on the altar. I come to let West Angeles know that it's time for the families to bring our children to the altar. The reason why that the family structure is broken down is because we stopped bringing our children to the altar. Instead, we asked them, do you want to go to church? Lady May, when I was a boy, mama and them didn't ask us no question. You going to church. Oh, y'all can't help me here today. But now mama and daddy got to tiptoe around the children. See, wasn't no tiptoeing around our house. Daddy didn't allow no closed doors. Ain't no closing no doors in our house. See, the problem with a lot of our houses, we give our children too many options. Oh, y'all can't help me here today. We're talking about fatherhood. And, and even in my own home, my wife Evelyn, God bless her and my children today. I miss them on Father's Day. Amen. But even in my own house, when it comes 8.30 time to go to bed, all laptops come to daddy's room. Y'all can't help me here today because real men ought to know what's going on in your house. At 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock, don't know 10-year-old kids got no business watching TV at 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock at night. Y'all can't help me here today. And then you wonder why you got all these spirits running around in your house. Your kids is up at midnight watching YouTube and Instagram and everybody's shaking their tail. Y'all can't help me here today. Amen. And we sitting in the bed sleep like we don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, you got these little devils running around that you can't handle, and you bring them to the pastor and say, cast it out. No, you let it in. You get it out. Oh, y'all can't help me here today. A house that prays together stays together. Start praying with your family. Start praying with your kids. Oh, I'm sorry. That was just a little sidebar, y'all. We got to learn to start speaking life to our children. Speak over their life. Y'all can't help me here today. Anoint them when they leave and go to school. Lay your hands on them and cover their mind. You don't understand what they're dealing with in schools that we never dealt with. And then you got to let them come home and ask you. And the, and the, and the teachers are trying to teach them rather than us teach them. I teach my kids. I don't wait for the school to teach my kids. I teach. And I'm not ashamed to tell the principal and the teacher, we don't believe that. We believe this. Y'all can't help me here today. 
Oh, but I come to let you know that God's going to make a way today. And so Isaac here on the altar and, 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 and as he gets ready to kill and slay his son, amen, and lifts up his knife, amen, to kill him and make a sacrifice, a voice cries out, Abraham, stay your hand. Look behind you, there's a ram in the bush. I come to let you know that God is getting ready to make a way for you today. Mm -hmm. Many of you have been coming to the Lord's altar and you've been coming back and forth to prayer and back and forth to church. You've been faithful in ministry. Amen. But I come to let you know it's about to pay off. Mm -hmm. God is getting ready to make a way for you in ways that you can't even see. Mm -hmm. uh, West Angeles, I just stopped by this morning in my closing uh, to let you know that your faith is going to give you results. If you keep on walking by faith and not by sight, you're going to see the victory of your God. Somebody shout, God's going to make a way. You got to learn how to make your mind up and say, for God I live and for God I die. Somebody's got to walk in faith and be fully persuaded. You got to be fully persuaded that no matter what the devil speaks in your other ear, you got a strong Holy Ghost ear that leads you in his way everlasting. Somebody's got to be strong in faith, giving glory to God that no matter what it looks like, I remember what my God said. Get somebody by the hand and tell a neighbor, remember what God said. God gave you his word. He made a covenant with his people and we have nothing to worry about. Abraham is the father of faith and his life story ought to be a reminder of you that if God did it back then, God will do it again. The people of God have nothing to worry about because God is in control. God wants to know how much do you love him? God wants to know how much do you trust him? Can you trust him beyond what you see? Can you trust him beyond what you feel? You got to know that you know that you know that if God said it, God will make it good. He's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Whatever he said, he'll make it good. Somebody shout, God's going to make a way. Get up on your feet, church. Get up on your feet, church. Get up on your feet, church. The strength of the story is what happened after the ram was stuck in the bush the strength of the story is that the Lord sent a word by the angel to Abraham and said Abraham because you believed me because you didn't doubt me I'm going to bless your life your seed is going to be blessed I'm going to make you the father of many nations and the other nations will look at you and call you blessed 
what is going on in your life now is faith in God. It's better to obey than to sacrifice, than to hearken unto the ram. What's better for us, the church today now, is to learn how to obey God just because he said it. It don't make sense. I can't see it. I don't know why Bishop Blake retired and put his son up here. That ain't your business. If you believe this man of God to be a mighty man of God, he's never going to lead you wrong. If God said it, he'll prove it. Y'all can't help me here today. I said if God said it, he's going to prove it. But why do we have to always wait for proof? Why can't we just stand on what he said? Dr. Judy, the reason why we can't stand on what he said because we don't know it. Many of us are in church, but we don't know God. You know notoriety. You know favorite people and famous folks, but you don't know God. Stop coming to church for fame and fortune and who you gonna see. Come because you need to know God. Oh, y'all can't help me here today. I said come to church because you need to know God. Lift your hands and say, I want to know you. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you I want to see you Like I've never known you before To walk with you And talk with you want to know you all the more. Anybody want to know Jesus this morning? Come on, Sister Judy, help us sing that today. I want to know you. Come on, say it, say it, say it. I want to know you like I've never known you before. Come on, come on, say it. Come on, come on, come on, say it. And what? Know you are the Lord. One more time, sing it for the Holy Ghost. This is what the Lord is saying today. I, I want to see you. That's it. Come on, say it, say it. I want to know you like I've never known you before. Come on, come on to walk. To walk with you and talk and talk with you to know you are the Lord. Let's hold the music for a moment. The Lord wants us to know him, to stand on the mountain of his holiness and know him. Somebody here doesn't know him today. But don't you leave this church until you open your heart like Abraham and Isaac and say, I want to know the Lord. Lift your hands and say, I want to know the Lord.
God wants to make a way for you. God wants to make a way for you. He wants to make a way for you, but he wants you to know him. If you don't know God, I want you to feel this altar today. Wherever you are, Pastor Macklin, I want to know him. Maybe you're already saved, but you need a deeper walk. Walk this way. I want to know him. 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 Come on. Come on, young lady. I see you out there. Come on, young man. I'll wait for you today. I want to know him. I want to know him. Come on. Come on, church. I want to know him. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, sister. I'm waiting for you, young man. Don't you leave here the way you came. You need to know Jesus today. Where are you, young man? Come on, come on. I'm waiting for you today. Today is your day. God's going to make a way. Today is your day. God's going to make a way. If you believe it, clap your hand and say, God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. Let's pray. Lift your hands. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. We thank you for your word that declares you're going to make a way out of no way. Father, I pray now for every man, woman, boy, and girl that is standing before us today that the power of God would rest mighty upon them. I pray, God, that whatever the circumstances of their life, you would make a way out of no way. In the name of Jesus, we declare by faith that it's already done. We declare by faith that our miracle is on the way. And we give you praise for it. Lift your hand, everyone, and say with me, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died. And on the third day, God the Father raised you from the dead. Come into my life. Save me. And I'll serve you all the rest of my days. If you believe that prayer, clap your hands and give God praise. Clap your hands and give God praise right now.